Amen. Good evening, everybody. Say good evening to your neighbor with a smile. Good evening. Um, so today we are in part four of Wisdom, a series of the book of Proverbs. And um, again, it's, since it's part four, that means we've had three other parts uh, before now. If you've missed any of the three or all the three, um, you can get them online for free. Um, Hopefully, they will still be there. Uh, to open up today's um, teaching, we have the question. And the question is, um, any more proverbs from your village? <laughs> any more proverbs from your village? We have been sharing proverbs from uh, different parts of, um, of the world, actually. We have proverbs from, from Ghana. Um, we've not had any from... Um, Tanzania, but maybe very soon we will have one from South Africa. So, <laughs> what are the proverbs that you are yet to share? Um, what are the sayings that are wise sayings? Um, you shoot up your hands and you tell us the language and the interpretation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This one is in Yoruba. And it says, um, Obefon Labata, O your Betty, O Miloro Poku, O Miloro Pomukuni. Say that again. Obefon Labata, Obefon Labata, O your Betty, right. O Miloro Pomukuni. Okay, okay, cool. Meaning, Efon is elephant. Okay. So you, you see a giant elephant dead beside the stream. Do you think he drank excess water and, you and he died? Your, and you now remove your knife to start butchering <laughs> it. Do you think it was because he was drinking too much water that made it to die? So, so it, the, okay. the interpretation is that um, when, when you see a good story or you see something good, it's because someone has paid the price. Mm. And as, uh, 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 it's the result of someone's effort. Right. Don't jump on it and try and think you can just reap where you have not sown. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see, um, a big elephant that has been slaughtered. You are not even asking who did the work. You immediately remove your own knife. <laughs> okay, thank you. Who else? Okay, great. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Okay, uh, it's from Ghana again. It says, um, Afraba on Tassam, Okwa Tantiku. That means um, a disobedient child will soon find himself in a land unknown. In the land of the unknown. Mm -hmm. hmm. A disobedient child will soon find him or herself in the land of the unknown. In other words, if you are getting instruction, you are not listening, you are not listening, all of a sudden, you discover that you're in a strange land. Okay, um, yes. Um, mine is Igbo language. Right. And it says, Ewu no nulo, oki no nulo, ewa monobu, meaning an elder sits in the house and watch a goat give birth with a rope on its neck. So an elder doesn't sit in the house and watch things go wrong. That's what it basically okay. means. Okay, okay, awesome. That an elder cannot be in the house and watch things go wrong. So elders should take action to make sure things are, are going well. Okay, do we have one more? Then we'll jump into our text for today. Okay, one more and we take our text for today. Um, it's in Yoruba, and it says, "Baron um, And there, there's one. There's another one that I always interpret together with it. This one says, "Okay, let me." The first one, So if you've been sent on a foolish errand or or a demeaning errand, then you have to use wisdom and use your common sense to deliver the message. You know, like you've been asked to go and tell somebody who is high up there in authority that the person is stupid. 
then you have to find a way to, otherwise you end up where you never imagined. Okay, then the other one that I always think alongside, any run initial and beru, akin beru, anything one run is see, as in, we should fear the person who has the power, who has the authority to send us on an errand. Now, we shouldn't fear the person we have been sent to, but if we have been sent an Isheru, we should form more So, how do you reconcile the two? <laughs> As in the okay, you, 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 you should fear the person who has the authority or the power to send you on an errand. Right. But don't fear the person you've been sent to. But if that person now asks you to go on a foolish errand, right. then you have to use your common sense and apply a lot of wisdom. And deliver the Otherwise, message. you'll be the one to suffer for that. So, they don't the shoot consequences. the messenger. Okay, thank you. Proverbs chapter 4 and 5. We are, going to, we are doing two chapters today. Um, we'll try and do two chapters so that we can cover um, some ground because there's, there's still, we are trying to get into some other things, a tribe that God will have us do, but we'll see. It says, my children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment. For I am giving you Good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions. For I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to art. Follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom. Deliver good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop a good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will Place a lovely wretch on your head and will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say. And, I, and you will have a long and good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight path. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run... You won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Don't do as the wicked do. Don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They have a budget. They can't rest until they have caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them. And healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't forget, sorry, don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Proverbs chapter 5, from verse 1. My son, 
my daughter. Pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey. Her mouth is sweeter than oil. The lips of an immoral man are as sweet as honey. His mouth is smoother than oil. So it can be male, it can be female. But in the end, he or she is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. His or her feet go down to death. His or her steps lead straight to the grave. For she, he or she cares nothing about the path of life. He or she staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons and daughters, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from is or our door, the KJV says. Don't go near the door of is or our house. If you do, you will lose your honor and you will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consume your body. You will say, how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I came to the brink of utter ruin and now I must face public disgrace. That will not be your story and my story in Jesus' name. We will listen to our instructors in Jesus' name. Verse 15. Drink water from your own well. Share your love with your wife or your husband. Why spill the water of your springs in the street? Having sex with just anyone, you should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife or your husband be a fountain of blessing. <laughs> you know, we are reading the Bible, though. I know, I know it's PG-18 Bible we are reading today. <laughs> we should have put out a disclaimer, <laughs> you know. But don't worry, our children will be fine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. amen. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you, or your husband be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife or husband of your youth. She is a loving there, a graceful doe. Let's, let her satisfy you always. <laughs> <laughs> May you always be captivated. Why are you laughing now? <laughs> Don't you know there are children in this place? And online too. So. <clears throat> May you always be captivated with our love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman? Or fondle the <clears throat> of a promiscuous Woman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the Lord sees, everybody, the Lord sees, the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins, there are ropes that catch and hold him, he will die for lack of self control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. That will not be your portion. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, one of the reasons I like the Bible is the Bible just calls things as they are. The Bible just, you know, if we were to write the Bible, we won't put some things that are in the Bible in the Bible. Do you know that? Because we will say, uh, no, someone like David should not make this kind of mistake. We'll remove David's mistakes. But God puts everything there. We'll, we'll doctor the story of, of Eli. We'll doctor the story even of Peter. We won't show where Peter denied Jesus. We will make everything look clean. And that is a problem because when we tell the story of our lives, we make all the effort to erase all the dark sides. And we tell people only the, the good side. We want them to look at us as perfect people, as, you know, we have gotten everything together from the day we were born. But God is not like that. You know, says things as they are. Some of those things you can see, we had to skip them because of um, the engagement that we've had and we want to encourage from our children. <laughs> we don't want to begin to receive questions of, Pastor, what does it mean to, you know, no. So, years ago I was in Portacourt and I was on a project in Portacourt and I was just sharing the gospel with some guy that was a Muslim. And, you know, we got to a place where all his questions by God's grace were answered. He was ready to commit to Jesus, you know. And, you know, I could feel it. And, you know, and I was going to throw in, you know, the last punch, you know. And the guy stopped and said to me that he has a problem with the God of the Christians. You know, like, what's your problem? Since the Bible cannot be a holy book. I'm like, why? Why would he say that? He says, have I read the songs of Solomon? And of course I've read the songs of Solomon. He says, how can they put that thing in the Bible? The Bible is not a holy book. At the time, I didn't know what to say because I was confused myself. You know? So, and he didn't give his life to Christ. Because of the content of Songs of Solomon. But obviously, God is the God of everything. God knows us inside out. God does not only look at you when you're in church all dressed. I won't tell you where else he looks at you. But he sees everything. Everything is plain before him. And he's not ashamed of us. Praise the name of the Lord. He knows our weaknesses and he loves us regardless. So today we are um, spending time in chapters 4 and 5. On the book of Proverbs in our study of wisdom. I'll be pulling up, as you have been doing from part one, different definitions of, of wisdom or different sides of looking at wisdom, you know, and one I came across is this. Wisdom is the ability to think and act using knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. Wisdom is the ability to think and act using knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense and insight. So when you are able to think and act and take action based on the knowledge you have, the experience you've had, the understanding you have attained, common sense and insight that you may not even be able to explain, then you're a wise person. So chapter 4 focuses on the importance of wisdom and the importance of seeking wisdom. And following the path of, of wisdom. Proverbs 4, 1 to 4 says, My children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment. For I am giving you good guide, guidance. 
Don't turn away from my instruction. For I too was once my father's son. So he's spending his time to say, like we, we saw in part one, that I have earned the right to speak to you because I have been taught myself. I have earned the right to lead because I have followed. I have been a follower. You haven't earned the right to lead if you don't know what it is to follow. You haven't earned the right to teach if you don't know the rigors of learning. So he's saying, listen to what I'm saying because I was a student of my father. And while we've talked about the different channels of wisdom and the, the obvious ways of sitting with an ancient and learning wisdom or, or, or sitting with someone that has gone ahead of you in any field and learning wisdom mostly assumed that they are older than us. But there's, there's what is also known as reverse mentoring, which is your mentors can be someone that is younger than you. You can learn wisdom from someone that is younger than you. In fact, the greatest men are men that know how to learn from those that are older than them, and they also know how to learn from those that are younger than them. You know, I have friends that are, and I mean friends that we play together, that are 20 years older than me. 20 years. And, and I sit with them and I ask questions. <laughs> how, how, do you, how would you guys do this? How would you guys do that? Praise the Lord. And you have to learn how to extract wisdom even from people that are younger than you. Even people that you think are young enough to be your children. There's a way of looking at life that you have not experienced, that they are seeing. You have to be able to embrace it. And verse 10 of Proverbs 4 says to us, My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long and good life. Now, who doesn't want to have a long and good life? I hope everybody does want to have a long and good life. God is saying, if you want to have a long and good life, listen to wisdom. If you want to have a long and good life. Now, so the question I would ask you today is this. In part one, we talked about the different channels of wisdom. In this past week, how many of those channels did you deliberately approach so that you can be wiser? Answer the question yourself. How many of those channels did you deliberately approach so that you can be wiser, a wiser person? If the answer is no, if, you, if, you, if the answer is what are even the, what are the channels say, Pastor? Can you tell us again so that I can know if I... It, it, it doesn't show that... Uh, uh, it means you need to grow in wisdom. Because a wise person that wants to live a long and a good life is active in seeking out wisdom. Is active in seeking out wisdom. Someone sent me a message and said, oh, Pastor, what books are you reading now? Because I know you read multiple books. About, I read about four books at, at once. You know, that I should send him the list of the books I'm reading. <laughs> because he wants to be reading every book I read. I'm like, are you sure? But you don't have to read four books at a time. Read one. The reason I read four, I've explained it to you, is not because of anything, but because I get bored easily. My mind 
you know, so if, if, if I read a chapter here, I need to switch to another book. And I read books from different, different fields. So there's one I have on quantum physics. There's another one on leadership. There's another book on golf, mental game. There's another book on, what's the fourth one? I don't know. So, I don't remember. <laughs> so, so, I need to have the different going. That is how I, I'm able to read. Otherwise, I won't, I won't read one. So, if I can read four and it works, why read one and it won't work? For you, maybe seven you should be reading at a time. <laughs> Find what works for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Find what works for, for you. Verse 11, verses 11 to 13, drills it further by saying, I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back in the name of Jesus. When you run, you won't stumble in the name of Jesus. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Take hold, as in grab them. Don't let them go. It's like, it's like a child that likes a toy. Maybe the girl children that like Barbie, and you want to take the Barbie from the, the girl, what happens? She grabs it. And she won't let it go. <laughs> or maybe you want to take the video game from the boy, you know, and he, he, he doesn't want to let go. And God says we should take hold of wisdom like that. Take hold of instruction and don't let it go. Guard them for they are the key to life. For they are the key to life. They, plural, are, plural, the key singular to life. They are, they, wisdom, the key to life, not keys to life, the key to life. So, wisdom is the key to life. The reason why someone, two people start a business, one person gains so much traction and ground, the other person is still wallowing in confusion, is wisdom. One has access to certain information and understanding and wisdom that the other doesn't have access to. And when I say access to, it doesn't mean it's, it's not available. Some people, you can give them the solution and put it in front of them. They still will not read it. You know? Like, like someone said, which I think is really... Um, really um, not nice about black people that if you want to hide something from a black, black man, put it in a book. If you want to hide something from a black man, put it in a book. Ah! You can be angry all you want. How many people here? I, I don't mean this disrespectfully. I want to challenge you. You are reading a book right now. Put up your hand. I'm not saying if you are not reading a book, put up your hand. Just you are reading a book. Keep the hands up. Less than half of us. Put down your hand. I'm talking about the book you, you have under your pillow that you have not opened since last week. That's not reading a book. <laughs> we should be, always find a book to read. There is, listen, it enlarges your mind in a way you can't even explain. Find a book and read. Because wisdom is the key to life. It's the key to life. Do you want to have a good life? Do you want to enjoy your life? Wisdom. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Verse 5 of Proverbs 4 says, get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words. 
or turn away from them. Get wisdom. It means you can acquire it. Acquire wisdom. When you've acquired it and you have developed good judgment, don't forget what you have learned. Don't turn away from what you have learned. So, um, to bring this home, you can learn wisdom and if you don't write it down and you have learned so many things and you don't write it down is you are not really a wise person because wise people take notes wise people write things down they say that the faintest pen is sharper than the sharpest memory. What you write down today, 20 years from now, is still there. But you may have forgotten it if you rely only on, on your memory. So, wise people take note. Wise people write things down. In fact, they say that the things you write down, you, um, it, it's, it's, it's easier to remember what you have written down than what you just um, think you know. Wise people take note. Wise people write things down. Wise people document things. So if you, if, you're, if, you don't, if you're not in the habit of documenting things, you need to start. You don't need to, not necessarily, you should have like a book you know, some of us, when they say journaling, it kind of scares us because, you know, what people call journaling really is keeping record of wrong. That's what they call journaling. Uh, on the 25th of April, he said to me, you have a big head. Oh God, why did you create me like this? What kind of man is this? Then you write that down. Then three years down the road, you open that journal you remember that your husband said your head is a coconut head. You know, <laughs> that can't be God's will for you. Because love keeps no record of, of wrong. Yeah, it does it. So that's not the taking notes I'm talking about. Pastor says we should take notes. It's me you are busy. I'm writing everything you are saying down. Because I'm taking notes. No. Take note of wisdom. Wise sayings. Things that breeds understanding. Take note of them. Now, having done that, you must have an information retrieval system. I developed mine, I can't remember how long ago. And I'm improving it every year. Why? Because... Years ago, over a decade ago, I discovered or I learned that information that is not retrievable is not usable. Information that is not retrievable is not useful. So if you've written some very powerful life key down in, your, in one journal and, you, and it's under your pillow, under your bed, under the boxes five years ago, now you are facing a situation when you need that wisdom, you can't access it. He said, ah, I wrote this thing down. Oh. Does that happen to anybody? It, happened, it used to happen to me. It still does, but not as much as it used to. Ah, there's something about finances that, you know, you, you need to develop what works for you. For some people, it's indexing. I don't know. I mean, for me, it's, it's computing, it's, it's programming, um, hashtags, and sortable smart keys. So where I put where I put my thoughts, if I want all my thoughts on prayer, boom, everything comes out. In fact, I see things that I've written years ago that I'm like, did I write this? How could I have written this? Then I'm preaching on prayer. I bring out all my stuff on prayer. And 
And I'm sharing it, and I'm like, wow. So you need to have an information retrieval system. Thank God for our smartphones. You can search on everything right now, which is making better. So, you know, I know some people just like writing and doing journal, journaling physically. It's okay. I do too. But almost everything, if not everything that I've written down, is on my phone and is on my computer. Sometimes I draw diagrams in my journal, I transfer it, I take a picture. Transfer it. Now tag it. Now, why? Because even prophecies, even words, I'm, I'm going through a period and God says to me, God tells me this, and I look at myself, I'm like, is this possible? And God says, yes, I'm going to do this with you for me. Guess what I do? I write it down, I put the date. I have a place for prophecies alone. I have a place for encouragement alone. Someone sends me an encouraging word. Oh, pastor, you know, my life has been changed through this and that and this and that. It's encouraging. I, was, I put it, the person's name, the date, boom. So there are days I feel low. I don't feel like being a pastor again. I wanted to, there are many days I wanted to run away. I'm not doing it again. These people. But guess what? I go to the encouragement and I sit down and I'm reading one after the other. I kid you not, I've not read 10. I'm fired up. I want to do the, I want to, I want to do the work again. I want to be pastor. Because <laughs> there's nothing else to do in life. And <laughs> I to, to see life change. <laughs> I to see people healed, people delivered. All the way from everywhere in the world. People, ladies and gentlemen, testimony from Canada. I mean, how? You are here in Nigeria. God is telling you something. He's hitting someone in Canada. You see, but it's because there's a retrieval system. I can retrieve my information. The wisdom I gather, I can, I can retrieve it. I can retrieve it. You know, um, one of the things I learned playing sports is there information about different things. If you, if, you, if, you, if you play soccer and you need to, how you treat dead ball situations is not how you treat volleys or balls that are in motion. If you are playing tennis, all your balls are in motion. If you are playing soccer, some of your balls are from dead ball situations. That is, you are placing it and you want to play a penalty. Or you are playing a free kick. If you are playing golf, all your balls are dead ball situations. You don't hit any ball in motion in golf. Now, how you play dead ball situations is different from how you play live ball situations. Totally different. How you shape your body up for a volley is different from how you shape your body up for a free kick or a penalty, a penalty kick. Now, I've discovered that I write down those things. So, I have a, I'm playing a match, a football match tomorrow. I take my notes. I'm reading those things. The people I'm playing with, they do, they've not written anything down. They've not written anything down. Nothing. Everything's in their head. The one that their grandfather taught them on how to juggle ball is in their head. The one that their dad taught them. Nothing is written down. I have everything written down. This is how you stand when you want to take a penalty shot. I, I read again. Oh, okay, wow. I didn't do that the last time. That was why the ball went up like that. Guess what? I mean, free of charge. If you want to take a shot and you open your body, where will the ball go? Up. If you want to take a shot and you close your body and you take the shot, where's the ball going? Check. Watch. As simple as that, if you don't have a, I mean, if you are serious about sports, that is, some, some, some people are not. If you don't have a place that is documented, five years down the line, you will forget. 
Even the so-called very gifted people, they have videos. Drogba, before he plays a match, he watches videos of his free kicks, his penalty kicks, his headers, his corner and headers. He watches all his videos. And videos of, the, of Zidane, of, of the guys that has gone ahead of him, of Pele, he watches them. Tyson says he spends countless number of hours watching videos of Ali, Muhammad Ali, of Holyfield, all those guys. He sat down, he, he has everything documented. And documentation doesn't have to be writing. For them, it's video. So, Drogba says he doesn't enter a pitch until he watches the video of him taking free kick because he may get an opportunity of taking free kick. So, why is he watching the video? He's seeing all his moves. Oh, this is, how you, this is how I did it, this is how I did it. But why should he do that? He's so good already. Why does he have to do that? Why does he have to do that? Um, Tyson goes, watches videos of Muhammad Ali and all those guys. Hours and hours and hours and hours before he, he fights a match. Why does he have to do that? Tyson is naturally gifted, isn't he? He has to do that because maybe you read the book of Proverbs. And he discovered what we are sharing. Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4, 7 says, Getting wisdom is the wisest thing that you can do. <laughs> now pause. <laughs> the wisest thing you can do ever in every field is to, is to do what? Is to get wisdom. Whatever else you do, develop good judgment. So, whatever field you are in, if you are handling children, you're a teacher, if you are a professional, if you're an architect, if you're a business person, whatever field you are in, the wisest thing you can do It's to what? It's to get wisdom. It's to get wisdom. So we need to revisit the channels. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it again. Say them again. Go and listen to part one. If you don't find it in part one, check part two. If you don't find it in part two, check part three. If you still can't find it, come next week. We'll probably talk about it. You have to develop a habit of seeking wisdom. You're not just sitting down. Why? Because wisdom will promote you. Promotion. Wisdom promotes. Proverbs 4, 89. Proverbs 4, 89. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. Wisdom promotes. Wisdom promotes. And the truth is, if you walk in wisdom, your today will be better than your yesterday. And your tomorrow will be better than your today. If you walk in wisdom, your today will be better than your yesterday. And your tomorrow will be better than your today. Is that in the Bible? Yes, Proverbs 4, 18. Proverbs 4, 18 says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. So the path of the just is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. In other words, you will not know a better yesterday in the name of Jesus. If you embrace wisdom... Your today will be better than your yesterday. If you embrace wisdom, your tomorrow will be better than your today. So sometimes we, because sometimes when we, when we particularly get to a height or we are successful in certain areas, we think ah, there's nowhere else to go but to come down. No, no, no. There's always room at the top. Praise the name of the Lord. There's always room at the top. There's always, no matter how wealthy you are, there's always room at the top. 
No matter how great you are, there's always room at the top. And there's a room at the top for you with your name on it. In the name of Jesus. So the, the key to life and health is this. Let God's word penetrate into you. That's the key to life and health. Let God's word penetrate into you. Let it go deep into you. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep. I must say penetrate deep. Let the word of God penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them. And healing to their whole body. The word of God needs to penetrate deep into your heart. Because they bring life to those that find them. And healing to their own bodies. The question I want to ask is practically how can we allow God's word to penetrate deep into our heart? I'm not, I'm still going to ask it, but I'm coming back to it because I want to cover as much ground as, I, as, as possible. Um, then we'll close with that question. Proverbs 4.23 Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the what? The course of your life. So it's all about your heart. It's all about your heart. The NRSV puts it this way. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life. The spring of your life is flowing from your heart. The word of God says, let the word of God penetrate deep in your heart. So that the streams of your life will be the life of God. So if if you don't like the springs of your life, check what is flowing into your heart. Why am I such an angry person? Why do I get so angry and I break things or I I, I talk so abusively? Why do I get so angry that I beat up people? Why do I get so angry in traffic that I block the whole road and come down from the car and say, do you know who you are talking to, who I am? Everybody in Nigeria, do you, do you know who I am? Everybody, do you know who I am? Okay, so who are we? Who is everybody now? Who are we all? <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> uh, so, if, why, why do I talk so flippantly? Why do I say things that after I have said them, I'm embarrassed myself? And if I had a chance, I would not have said those things. But I keep saying those kind of foolish things. Why do foolish things come out of my mouth? If you don't like the spring of your life, check what is flowing into your heart. Hallelujah. Check what is flowing into your heart. Hello. Check what is flowing into your heart. Proverbs 5, 3 to 6. Very quickly. It says, for the lips of the moral woman or man. You see, again, Solomon said woman because he was a man. Praise the Lord. You know, I have a small group and we're looking at Ecclesiastes and it's like, Solomon is biased against women and all that. You know, Solomon is saying woman because he was a man. So, you can put male or female. If you're female, you can put male. If you're male, you can put female. And in this our world, there's male-male issues and female-female issues. So, just put man or woman. 
It's as sweet as the honey. Her mouth is smoother than oil, but the end, she's as bitter as poison, as dangerous as. Praise the Lord. So, I mean, the, the bottom line of this is, is that. Our feet go down and on and on and on and on for time. For the bottom line of this is that. Look, listen. It may always sound sweet. But in the end, when seduction comes to fruition, it doesn't end well. So, if, 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 if you're making decisions based on seduction, oh, ah, uh, you know, I can't control myself. Oh, when I see him, my body just keeps shaking. Oh, when I see her, you know, my, you know, all my bodies, all my cells are at attention, you know. <laughs> means you're playing with death. <laughs> Proverbs 5, 50 to 20 says that drink water from your own well, share your love with your own husband or wife. Why spill your water and the PG-18 thing? So we'll skip that, you know, and on and on and on. So bottom line, verse 23 of Proverbs 5 says, he or she that refuses to control him or herself will Die for lack of what? Self-control. Lack of self-control. So you, they, you have, you need to have self-control. The issue is not if he is not handsome or if you are not attracted to him or if she is not beautiful if you are not attracted to her. That's not the issue. The issue is, okay, she's beautiful Ask yourself, and so? So what? <laughs> it's so handsome. So what? So what? Self-control, Galatians 5, 22 to 23, is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is possible to have self-control. It's possible to control yourself. Self-control will not be needed if self doesn't need to be controlled. Self-control will not be relevant if self does not need control. So, the fact that yourself is getting, trying to get out of control is no biggie. It's not a biggie. The biggie is, will you allow it to run a wire or will you bring it under control? That's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So, so many times we, we try to um, make the, the fact that, oh, pastor, it's, it's, you, know, you know, my hormones are running riot. <laughs> so what? Control. I was a control. 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 Control means be in charge. Be in control. Say, oh boy, oh girl, nothing for you. Just calm down. <laughs> and that's what is going to happen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <sighs> it's one of the greatest things you can do for yourself. Capacity to control yourself. Okay, you notice that not many people are clapping because it's a hard word. <laughs> but it's okay. <clears throat> so we, 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 we wrapped, we, um, so the, the question, I was going to ask some questions about that, which again, because of the mixture of the population, I've seen very young people here, I don't want to ask those questions. But let's go on. Verse, um, Proverbs 4.25. And, and, and Proverbs 4.25 gives us the answer to, to this whole thing. 
says, look straight ahead. Look where? Straight ahead. And fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path. You know what? Before you even begin to engage life, before you start a new year, before you start a new month, before you start on a new week, mark out a straight path for yourself. I am, this is where I'm going. This is the big picture. This is the objective. This is where I'm going. Mark it out for your feet. And what? And stay. Stay on the safe path. Then fix your eyes. Look straight. Look where? Look straight. Not to the left, not to the right. Look straight. They are calling you to the left. They are calling you to the right. But you look where? Look straight. I know some of us, even right now, are uncomfortable. But you see, it's your life and your destiny that we are talking about. And God wants you, it to be well with you. Praise the name of the Lord. When you mark your path, you look straight. When you are looking straight, you will offend some people. Ah, didn't you even see us? I'm sorry, I didn't see you. I mean no disrespect. But I'm looking where? I'm looking straight. <laughs> I'm looking straight. Do we have any questions? Let's clap for Jesus. Let's clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. So, of course, I mean, you say that, Pastor, there's one more thing that we have not filled. Yes, you can feel it yourself. I'm sure you know what it is. Your whole life will move in the direction you are looking or you are facing. Driving. When, when, you, when you want to go, let's say you want to go to, you want to, go to, um, to VI. VI is this side, right? Then um, you, you navigate, navigate, navigate. Why you are navigating is simple. You want to face where you are going so that when you step on the gas, on the accelerator, where does it go? It's in drive. It's not in reverse. It goes, it goes to where you are facing. You see, the challenge with a lot of people is that they want to go here, but they are facing here. And because you are facing Ekpe, you want to go to VI. You are facing Ekpe. At best, you must approach VI in reverse. How fast can you go? So you need to change your direction. It's called repentance. You need to change your direction. Then you can begin to go to, to VI. And God will bless us in Jesus' name. Let's bow our hearts, let's bow our heads. And let's just say thank you to our God, our King, our Maker. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. I want to pray with you if you're here. Maybe you, you've never given your life to Jesus. Or you used to be born again, but you've, you've gone back. You've backslidden. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you wherever you are. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I don't need you to come forward. I pray with you wherever you are sitting. That is me. Pray with me. Put up your hand over your head. Quickly, I will pray together. If I put up your hand, put up your hand now. Over your head. Shoot it up. God bless you. If you are putting up your hand. Children are always giving their lives to Jesus. Don't pull the children's hand down now. Ah, they have a heart and they want to surrender it to Jesus. You don't need to give them the cards, but let them surrender their lives to Jesus. God bless you, sir. There's a, okay, there's a man here right in front. God bless you, all our children. As every tribe, we're always getting saved. God bless you. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. And um, Father, we pray. We thank you. We pray for your son. And everybody else that's surrendering to you, we ask that you reveal yourself to these hearts. 
change these hearts totally and let your name be glorified honor and glory be given to you in jesus mighty name we have prayed thank you for listening to this i want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends god bless you Cosa